Welcome to Lost River Legends. Our motto, Ex Tenebris, is Latin for Out of the Shadows. We attempt to understand the complex world around us and bring light to subjects hidden in darkness. We explore paranormal topics with guests from all around the world. Now welcome your Lost River Legends hosts, James and Brett. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Lost River Legends. In this episode, we visit with Scott Mitchell. Today, our hope is to share more of a Christian perspective as to why we think, in part, that Satan is at war with God, good versus evil, and right versus wrong. We will be discussing some of the tactics that we feel that Satan uses to war against God. Scott Mitchell has been a student of the Bible, Bible history, and Bible mysteries for over 40 years. His careers have spanned music, legal support, and technology. He currently pastors Grace Family Bible Church in Texas. You can find more of Scott's work in the show notes of this episode. We hope you enjoy today's episode, and we thank you for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Lost River Legends. Uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, today, our, our guest is Scott Mitchell. Scott, welcome to Lost River Legends. How are you today? I am great, uh, uh, Brad and James, and thanks for having me. Perfect. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Um, so today we, we reached out and wanted to talk to you about kind of a unique subject that uh, not very many people um, are, are really discussing right now. And, and that's kind of the state of the world right now. It's June 2021 uh, that we're recording this. Uh, we're kind of on the tail end of a pandemic here in the U.S. and across the world. And uh, one thing that we wanted to reach out to talk to you about is is Satan. Uh, and specifically, uh, the lack of, uh, in large part, uh, humanity across the earth not really talking about him, uh, his work, and the things that he's doing. And I think that comes down to a belief, uh, you know, in, in God, maybe, and in, in Satan's work. But uh, we wanted to reach out to talk about that because we think it's an important thing that we're kind of in this uh, as, as Christians, we're in this spiritual battle uh, against uh, right and wrong, uh, good versus evil. And as Christians, I think we, we, you know, in large part, we can focus our our attention and, and recognize uh, the hand of God in our lives, but also recognize the hand of Satan uh, in the lives of humanity. And wanted to talk to you about set, about that today. So, um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, it's a it's a great subject and I'll tell you it's it's important because the the Bible says in one of Paul's epistles 2 Corinthians that if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost and whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. And the god of this world the word god there is a lowercase g. So mm-hmm. it's not talking about god the creator. It's talking about the god of this world is Satan. And, and people forget that, you know, and even Christians often forget that he is the God of this world. He's controlling the world right now because God, the creator, is allowing him 
to do so for his purposes, but, but Satan doesn't think so. You know, he thinks he's actually gaining ground or winning or whatever he thinks in his pride and arrogance. But when we talk about <clears throat> the spiritual world, you know, there was a time in, in humanity's history when it was generally accepted that there was a spiritual realm that we were dealing with. And at some point that turned when science, so-called, uh, became the arbiter of all truth. And it used to be that, you know, at first it was a, a natural understanding. Then it became a religious understanding, which turned into dogma and religious control, which was not good. And Satan managed that as well. But then with the age of rationalism, we turned from the church or religion or the natural understanding of spiritual things to if it can't be proven in a laboratory, then it must not be so. Mm -hmm. And so to our detriment as a cultural norm, science has become the god of, of the world. And we've, it's been said that Satan's greatest trick is to convince the world he doesn't exist. So I would say he's done a great job of that because science precludes any idea of faith, spirituality, or even a hyperdimensional realm. And um, they've focused solely on what you can see, but even that is becoming a, a false uh, deception, really, because now science is no longer empirical evidence being proven by testing. It's just being a – science is now by consensus. Mm -hmm. you know. So if enough people agree that a thing is true, it doesn't matter what evidence you show. They just agree it's true, like wearing face masks or something. Exactly. Uh, and that's yeah. not been tested or proven. In fact, the, the evidence is to the opposite. But if you disagree, then they've become Pharisees, and they're saying, oh, you're a heretic for disagreeing with us. Yep. And, and a little bit of social crucifixion, if you will. I mean, you get raked over the coals and you're marginalized oh, yeah. and you lose your job, you lose your credibility and, and down the line. And and one of the things that I, I want to bring up, you know, again, to point to the pandemic right now, the COVID pandemic is, you know, we I've, I've seen several people online that have said, you know, we need to pray to God. For help, mm -hmm. we need to fast. We need to humble ourselves. We need to try to um, ask for His assistance. And I've heard scientists say, uh, "No, you should not be asking God for help. That's ridiculous. You need to listen to science. You need to go get vaccinated." You know, on down the line. And I think that sums up really well. And I, again, that you know, that's just a few people that we hear the talking heads that we hear. Um, saying those things, but there's a lot of people that agree with them. And it's, it's kind of frightening that, um, we're in that state right now. Yeah. And I think that's part of the deception. You know, I don't believe that the vaccine is, um, what some people might describe as the mark of the beast, but I do believe this pandemic was used as a means test to see how cooperative the human population would be in the light of abject fear and propaganda. And it's, it's, a, it's a test to see how ready they are for the mark of the beast, in my opinion. Because I, we don't know all the evidence. I, I can't claim to have any special insight into any of this stuff, but I do believe it was engineered in a lab. Um, I do believe it's a, it's a weaponized 
biological thing that was done. I believe its intention was to call the population, mostly of the elderly, because they're the greatest burden on a bankrupt social security system, Medicare, Medicaid, what have you. And uh, that's exactly who it attacked. And that's exactly who was targeted by incompetent and inept uh, leaders for the most part. So the other side of the coin, though, is, I mean, God gave us an immune system. And other than the elderly and the compromised, most of the time, if we do the things we should be doing, we're going to get by just fine. And they're treating basically what is essentially a cold virus that's engineered to be a little bit worse as though it's some horrible disease and the vaccine is the only way to, to cure it. And it's just a lie. You know, there's plenty of people that have contracted COVID and have little to no symptoms. And even those that had bad symptoms, it's still a 99.5% survivability rate. So the fear and the propaganda is what was used. That gets back to Satan being controlling, blinding the minds of them. It's mind control, and he's behind it in a in a big way. Uh, and it's it, you know these people that are supposedly the experts and the scientists are part of the lie. They wouldn't know the truth if it met them in the hallway. And their aim is to bring you under subjection. Because the next phase is going to be far worse and far more sinister. Exactly. Yes. Hey, I wanted to pipe in real quick, and you know, to that to that end, it's um, we've seen a lot of kind of divide and conquer mentality. I mean, it's it's very tri- very tribal. You know, it's almost that that's been the the primary, uh, I guess, disconcerting part that that is really. Uh, upset me, you know, just seeing even, you know, friends and family divided over, over an idea or adoption of, of accepted information and to see how, how easily people can be coerced. I mean, social media, I've seen some, some social media influencers, you know, interviewing uh, key individuals or, or even interviewing with the, the president, you know, and it's yeah, it's so over, it's so in our faces. But um, do you have anything to say about kind of that propaganda machine and how how it runs? Yeah, I, I've got a plenty to say <laughs> about that. Um, but it but it boils down to you know the focus of my podcast and Bible Mysteries is always going to be to try to bring it back to the scriptures because I'm of the belief that the Bible gives us answers for a lot of this, not specifically like it prophesied of, uh, you know, COVID or anything like that. But in the book of Ephesians, the apostle Paul wrote that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now that statement from 2000 years ago has not changed. Mankind has changed in its belief about that. But we ignore it to our peril because the, the uh, people you elect are not going to solve this problem. And uh, it doesn't matter how much they cheat or who's lying or what uh, the media tells you. The bottom line is Satan and his fallen angels and whatever archons or minions are a part of his system are controlling the information. They're controlling governments. They're controlling corporations. And they're doing it through their own system that's been working now for 6,000 years. 
So it's not like you're going to pull some trick out of the bag and run a, run around them. Uh, so they control information. In fact, uh, I had mentioned in uh, one of my latest episodes that has yet to be released that the group I call the satanic global elite are the hidden power structure or the unseen hand or whatever you want to call them um, <clears throat> that essentially control the money and therefore the flow of information. But their willing or unknowing accomplices, whether it be social media, mainstream media, uh, governments, corporations, and things like that, they practically have no choice in the matter because these in entities own a controlling interest in just about everything. So I've decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after them with the moniker of uh, Hydra. Uh, if you're anybody's a fan of Marvel comics, they know that Captain America fought Hydra. And in a, in a way, that's really uh, almost like a, a reveal of what's truly going on behind the scenes in a fictional way. Uh, where, you know, like Captain America fought Red Skull and, and he was really the power of the Nazis. But the power behind the Nazis was actually Hydra. Well, that's kind of the way it is today. Um uh, only Hydra is the is the force that's the you know the high priest, if you will, uh, and the gods are the money powers behind them. So when you start to look into things like MK Ultra and Project Paperclip and Project Monarch and these things, you start to realize the mind control techniques that Satan is using. He op obviously operates through men to do it. But uh, we, we ignore these things and act as though they're just conspiracy theories. But they're playing out in real time as we speak right now. So it's going to become impossible to deny it much further, except for those that are just part of the religion of, of government globalism. Exactly. And we've, um, we've reached out to uh, Troy McLaughlin, um, who's actually, um, he kind of goes into the, the, you know, posits a, a theory of um, having a, a Saturnian death cult influence from um, the ancient days that kind of then precipitated into what we know as kind of mystery Babylon and the, and the money magic system. So that kind of plays into to what you're saying there. Um, mm. I'd like to get into, you brought up MK Ultra, Monarch, and Paperclip, and those three things kind of work hand in glove um, did you want to dive into any of those and give any background? Cause I don't know if our, any, much of our, we haven't really delved into that with our listeners before. Um, I, I know yeah. a little bit of, about each of those and can kind of contribute. Yeah. And I, I will probably, uh, come to a lot more research and better understanding of it, uh, in my own podcast. So I'll be giving you just a cursory summary of it for now. But the way I, I see it is Satan's mechanism of, of operating in the world is through deception. So he, he's the liar and the father of it. And uh, he always has had people that would be a part of, of him, uh, that would be uh, willing to, to worship him or be a part of him. The, the original <clears throat> temptation in the wilderness to Adam and Eve was if you eat the, the fruit of the tree that God told you not to eat – you shall be as gods, uh, and the, it's another lowercase g there. So the gods he's referring to would be the fallen angels. The, Adam and Eve could see them and see that they were 
greater in power and might than they were as human people that were made from dirt, right? So that temptation has been the primary uh, carrot on the stick throughout mankind's tenure on the earth. If you follow me, I'll give you power, I'll give you knowledge, I'll give you secret wisdom, and hence the idea of secret societies and and the evolution of an Aryan system or, or some super race. And that's never left us, even though the guise of equality and Marxism and things like that is, is, a, is a mechanism they use to achieve it. Ultimately, the ones in power are going to be the, you know, the, what is it, the proletariat or Politburo, I forget which the two mm-hmm. terms is the ones in power, but they're going to be running the show. And so the, the satanic people are going to be the ones that have the power. And that goes back to Luke chapter four, where even Jesus Christ, when he was tempted 40 days in the wilderness by Satan, one of the offerings was that Satan took him up into a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And it's, he says, these are the words in verse six, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Now, of course, Jesus rejected the offer and said, get thee behind me, Satan. But he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, which means it would include all the kingdoms that would follow, you know, the United States, China, Russia, whatever, UK, and then said to him, it's mine to give, and I can give it to whoever I want. And Jesus didn't refute the statement as, oh, that's a lie. It's not true. He did have that power, and he could give it to whom he wanted to. It's just that Christ was content to wait for the kingdom of God and be obedient to the Father rather than to give that up for immediate satisfaction of the world and the riches of the world right now. So if he would tempt the very Son of God with that, then he could certainly tempt lesser men, and he does. And so men don't become multi-billionaires through hard work and accident. There is a system, and and there's a club, and like George Carlin says, you ain't in it, right? Uh, And there's a club that Satan allows certain people to get into, and he gives them this control. So one of those things would be MKUltra, where there were a group of individuals that decided they were the ones that were divinely appointed to rule the world. And so they started going about setting up a system where they could filter out those who were not worthy uh, and just allow certain people into the club. And one of the offshoots of that was that after World War II, when we know that horrible atrocities were done on the Jewish people, for example, um, beyond just the Holocaust, but the experiments that Joseph Mengele did uh, to all people, but in particular um, uh, Jewish people and and especially twins, uh, they did horrible things to them. And they and the research they documented everything, and much of that was involving their mind control experiments, uh, medical experiments. They were basically treated like lab rats. Well, after the Allies defeated the Axis powers 
you you've heard of the the uh, Nuremberg trials and the things like that that took place, but very few of the Nazi war criminals were actually uh, prosecuted and executed. I think maybe 19 of several hundred. The vast majority of them either were allowed to escape to Argentina, uh, including Mengele, or they were brought over to the United States for the uh, space program, such as uh, Oppenheimer and other uh, scientists that were brilliant with the Nazi rocketry program. So um, they basically were incorporated into NASA, into the CIA, uh, and what became the CIA anyway. Um, And ultimately, their research was incorporated into what was became Project Monarch. Uh, and so, you know, I'm leaving out many, many details and sure. much, much that we don't have time to cover. Right. And that's, but fine. yeah, but Monarch was the, the ability to control people. And in particular, they focused on the entertainment industry and evidently, um, most, mostly female, although males are involved as well, but, uh, they were conditioned to understand, uh, that they would create an alternate persona for them. And essentially they were called beta kittens. Uh, and they became like industry slaves or sex slaves in some cases, but it was all about propaganda to distort the minds of the American youth and the global youth too. I mean, you know, Europe's not immune to this. They've got something called Eurovision. Uh, and, um, here we've got, our, our media too, but mm-hmm. um, they use all these things to influence people and to bring about the cultural changes that we're seeing now. So uh, sexual licentiousness and freedom, the transgender agenda, uh, all, all of these kind of things are products of this mind control where they can manipulate movers and shakers. You know, you, you don't become the, the next big thing because you were talented as, as evidenced <laughs> by uh, most of the music that's out there now. Exactly. Uh, you become the next big thing when, when they determine that you're going to submit to them and do their agenda. And by the way, I might mention there's a website, if you're not familiar with it, that has done some fantastic research on these things called thevigilantcitizen.com. Yeah, we're very aware and, of, of his work. It's, it's, it's great work. It's, it's, it's disturbing, right, in a, in a certain way to process that, but it, it's true. And there's a, there's a lot of information out there. So encourage people to access that and go take a look. I do. And it's really, it's like you said, it's disturbing and revealing, but if, if we're not going to arm ourselves with the weaponry that we need to counter it, then we're going to blindly walk into the traps, you know, and we, we need to be informed. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, we consume, uh, that content regularly on Vigilant Citizen because it, it points out lots of modern, um, uh, how would you say? Um, symbolism. Symbolism. There you go. Lots of symbolism. Oh, God. His research on symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole rabbit hole. And so, um, you know, and one of the things that I think is important to recognize is, you know, you talked about this beta kitten where people kind of, there's this new personality. It, it's almost like, it's almost like the counterfeit, right, of, of God asking someone to be born again and, and to, to, to have a new creature, right, in, in Christ. And, and 
and living this Christian life and turning away from the world where it's almost the opposite in this case as these people are consuming the world and uh, doing the bidding of, of man in, in, in short order. Oh, yeah, which, which brings, brings a good segue into another, I, I, not necessarily another topic, but what to me is the ultimate end game here. And that is that we know by the scriptures that there is a coming war in heaven. Revelation chapter 12, Satan and his angels are going to war against Michael, the archangel of God, and his angels. And this battle evidently is going to start um, immediately after what Christians call the rapture. Uh, and, and in fact, it wouldn't surprise me that when we go up in that event, this, this uh, opening, so to speak, in, from the, the realm of, of earth to the third heaven is going to be immediately, uh, that's when the battle is going to be engaged with Satan and Michael's angels. And they're going to be battling for about three and a half years before Satan is defeated. And he and his angels are going to be cast down to the earth. And then the remaining three and a half years of the seven years of tribulation is where all hell breaks loose on earth. But <clears throat> Satan will be defeated at that point and cast down to the earth, but he's not done. So the indication seems to be that he's confined to the earth and therefore in this realm and he's going to be seen. So it's not like he's going to show up and tell humanity, yeah, we, we engaged in a battle and we fought really hard, but we lost. He's never going to admit that. So for me, one plausible possibility is that he's going to appear as aliens of some kind with advanced technology. And hence the offer is presented again. If you eat this fruit, you'll be as gods. And um, he's essentially going to lie and say something to the effect that we are your alien ancestors. We seeded our DNA to the, the monkeys or the fish in the pond or whatever evolutionists are lying about. And <clears throat> now we've come back because you're ready for your next phase of evolution. So if you'll just take this mark, you will be transformed into us. The mark of the beast, you know, could just very well be an injection or some form of genetic manipulation. He's done it in the past in Genesis 6, so there's every indication he's going to do it again. And that's where this is all headed. We've got to convince man that he's ready for the next evolution of mankind. Uh, and, and it's just like you said earlier, Brett, the uh, the um, the anti new creation or the false new creation is his abomination. Mm -hmm. and it, so and ultimately, it, I think what's coming is a genetic change of humanity, and we're being prepared for that. And that's interesting because you look at you look at Hollywood and their focus on. I mean, look at all the sci-fi <laughs> movies out there, right? Everything's alien. Everything's off Earth. Everything. No, none of these movies are talking about God. None of these no. movies are talking about creation and Adam and Eve and the gospel and repent, right? Repentance and sinners. It's not talking about that. And I think that you bring up a good point that there's, there's definitely some coming deceptions that are going to be uh, mind blowing to lots of people. 
and uh, has yeah. nothing to do with God. Agreed. I, I really do think that uh, media, uh, popular culture is all designed to shift men away from God, away from spirituality, and and focus on this coming agenda. So, you know, we've got things like the X-Men, mutants, mutations, you know, uh, uh, moving on to a greater capability. That, that Superman, it's the same thing Hitler was trying to accomplish. Uh, he, he believed in the same mystical teachings of Nordic legends and, and uh, um, other, other type of uh, mystic religions. And he was looking for, you know, the, the secret to life, the secret to becoming the next Superman or the next phase of evolution. Well, it, it's always easy to tempt men to do that. Men are looking for the fountain of youth, you know, eternal life without Christ. They want to do it on their own. Man, believe, you know, think of Star Trek. We eventually settle all our differences and we gather together and, and all the nations globalized and unified and we go search the planets and we discover new life and new civilization. It, it's all about the Tower of Babel coming back. And uh, when God separated the nations for a reason, he wanted them to seek him, according to Acts chapter 17. He set the bounds of their habitation that they might seek him. And incidentally, in that same passage, Paul said he made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell in the face of the earth. And another lie that you, you mentioned divide and conquer earlier, uh, and that's another satanic idea of race. There's only one race, the human race, but we're being divided and pitted against each other uh, for whatever, you know, classification they want to put us in, rich, poor, black, white, yellow, red, it doesn't matter. They're trying to, uh, a house divided against itself, right? So divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. And in Christ, there's no distinction there. We're all the children of God. And so that's being erased. And men aren't looking for Christ for the answer. Even Dr. King wanted to unify where, where we would come to the point when men would be judged by the content of their character. And we've abandoned all of that for this, this exclusivity and this club tribalism, as I think the word you used earlier, and that's exactly where Satan is headed for, bring, trying to bring us there. Thank you. Thank you for bringing up that scripture. That's one of my favorites. Um, and, and to really put it in context of, yes, we are, we are one race, the human race, yep. and we're all brothers Amen. and sisters, and we're all children of God and, uh, you know, spiritual children of God, and we can become, you know, literal sons and daughters of God by, uh, you know, accepting his son into our lives and into our hearts. And, and it hundred yeah. percent comes down to having that understanding, but also having that relationship and then treating the way, treating people the way that, um, we've been taught. Um, you, yeah. you brought up a point there about, um, Lucifer and his angels taking a corporal form uh, this is something that yeah. uh, Brett and I have talked about quite a bit, and we think that 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 there's some kind of genetic manipulation already occurring, if not a synthetic uh, life forms that can be inhabited or possessed. Is that kind of the line of thought that you're going with that? Yeah. So you know, it, we take it back to Genesis six when the sons of God took the daughters of men to wife. And that was fallen angels that, that were directed by Satan to intermarry so that the genetic 
bloodline of man could be corrupted. And it was Satan's attempt to prevent the seed of the woman from being born, who was ultimately to, to crush his head. So his aim, people don't understand that the flood of Noah wasn't to flood the earth because people were particularly bad. They're bad now and perhaps worse in some ways. The flood of Noah was to destroy the hybrid Nephilim that had populated the earth. Noah and his family were spared because it says they were perfect and upright in their generations, meaning their bloodline had not been tainted with corrupt angel DNA. So that was his first attempt to alter the bloodline of man. Uh, They carried through again after the ark uh, through the bloodline of Canaan, uh, the the son of Ham, and ultimately the, the land of Canaan became known as the land of giants. And the, the conquest and the exodus was um, basically God using the children of Israel to exterminate a second degree of, of giants that were not Nephilim, but they were descended from them called the Rephaim. And the Anakims and the, all those ites of the Bible, we, people don't realize that those were battles to destroy giants, you know, and therefore— Again, it was all Satan's attempt to uh, genetically alter God's creation, which he's been doing from the beginning. So there's a passage in the book of Daniel where Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And in that dream, we see the image and the, the, the different kingdoms that were laid out, mm-hmm. which ended up being you know, Babylon, Gr- uh, Persia, Greece, and Rome. And in, in the days of 10 kings uh, of the end of the Roman Empire, which is the time of the Antichrist, it refers to, it says, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave unto them. Uh, and if, if you want a specific reference, I'll tell you it's Daniel 2. And um, I, th- I want to say verse 43. Let me get it right here so I don't misquote. Yeah, verse 43. And where in the image, there's a feet, part of clay and part of iron. And the passage says, whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up the kingdom, which is going to be when the Lord returns. So Christ said of his second coming in Matthew 24, that it was going to be like it was in the days of Noah. And he mentions they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the flood came and took them all away. It's going to be like that. The only reference to eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage in the days of Noah was Genesis chapter 6, when the sons of God took the daughters of men. So I believe that the possibility that UFOs and things like that and abductions are Satan's attempts to manipulate human DNA. And he's been experimenting and working on finding a way to come up with some means to alter our DNA so that we will become somehow unredeemable. Because at some point in the book of Revelation, uh, there are, um, I think it's chapter um, 16, when um, one of the vials of wrath are being poured out during the time of tribulation, it says, the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. Well, for a particular disease to impact just a certain genetic group of people, 
you know, means that something was changed about them. If they'd taken the mark and they're the only ones that get the noisome and grievous sore, then right. they've been genetically altered to be able to receive that sore, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's The mark has something to do with genetically changing us. Interesting. Yeah, that's a great summary, um, and I, I appreciate that. You know, and one of the other things that we had talked about before we, we started recording was, um, you know, just, you know, again, as Christians, you know, sinning, right, is, is not good in the sight of God, right? We, there's, there's basic principles and tenets of religion that keep us, um, keep us on the right path, keep us doing the right thing, um, and, and even just being kind to people. Um, helping one another as human as humans, fellow humans, right? Um, right. Uh, softly spoken, and um, and on and on. And right now, we don't really see that in the world right now. I mean, and, and again, I don't want to whole cloth that and and say that it's not happening. That's that's not what I'm saying. But in large part, we see a lot of selfishness, uh, a lot of self-serving behaviors and attitudes, especially on social social media and these influencers that we had talked about earlier. Um, yeah. you know, kind of a, and I think it was Aleister Crowley, you know, do what thou wilt, uh, mentality. Yeah. You do whatever you want, do whatever makes you happy. Um, doesn't matter if it's in opposition against God or his commandments to, you know, love one another and to worship him and, and on down the line. And we, we just don't see that right now in large part, we're seeing a, a huge, uh, shift, a, a division that's occurring to where people are just doing whatever they want. And, and, and again, this is the, what I'm about to say. I, I want to make sure people understand that this is my personal opinion. And, and I don't mean it to, to, to necessarily a uh, whole cloth, uh, what I'm about to say, but like with, uh, you know, I, I do think that we need to be good stewards of the earth and we need to be wise with how we take care of it. Um, but right. the, the whole green movement, right. To where you're, you're going to tax humanity to fix the earth and, and all these things that are going wrong with the earth. Um, are, are a result of us just uh, being wasteful. And I, I think that's in part true. But, you know, if there's floods and hurricanes and tempests and famines and droughts and all this other stuff, um, and, and science, right, and technology, people are telling us that it's a result of us just not paying enough tax and we're not doing our part to yeah. recycle. And they're right. not talking anything about God <clears throat> judging us, right? God inflicting judgment upon mankind uh, because of our inability to love him and to follow his basic commandments. I think that's really yeah. important to bring up because I, I, I see that and I, I see both sides, right? I mean, again, we have to be good stewards. The earth is, was given to us to, to take care of and to tend and to cultivate. Um, mm -hmm. But again, goes back to science, right? The world religion, right? Science and technology telling us what we can do and not do. And, um, can you speak to that at all? Yeah. Well, first of all, the green movement is actually a red movement <laughs> because it's, it's all deception to bring people under the control of Marxism, which is ultimately going to surrender its control to the 10 Kings that will give their power to the beast. So, but you're right. We, we are being divided to the point where we, we no longer can sit down and disagree agreeably. Uh, and, and the church's focus has moved away from showing the love and the compassion that Christ showed 
to uh, either being pharisaical uh, and and condemning or in becoming just nothing but a bunch of prosperity garbage uh, and tell tell me that the apostles uh, were all rich and healthy you know that that's not true they set the example as Christ did that uh, we're to set our affections on things above not on things on this earth so the church has abandoned in my opinion what its primary focus is, which is the salvation of souls and demonstrating the loving kindness of the Lord Jesus Christ to edify one another. And, and the, the world system is, is uh, divulged down to, uh, or, or just reduced itself down to fighting and quibbling about nothing. Uh, you know, you offended me because of the way you think. So now I want legislation to prevent you from ever thinking that way. So it's it's become almost ridiculous. It's it's like the the biggest bunch of babies I've ever seen uh, uh, fighting in a sandbox, as though that's the most important thing in the world is who gets this toy. But that's how Satan works. You know, he, the love of money is the root of all evil. So ultimately, who controls the money has the power. But to the point of the earth and stewardship, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, God gave us this planet to take care of and utilize it for his glory. But we've so corrupted it uh, through sin that if you read Isaiah 24, global warming ain't got nothing on what's coming. Uh, God yep. is gonna, about to shift the earth and it's going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. And uh, it's going to turn upside down. So everybody who thinks they're going to save the planet with a carbon tax is in for a rude awakening because while God right now is holding back his wrath and he's not judging the world, it's still a dispensation of grace and men can be saved, but the time is running short. And when the dispensation of grace ends and God starts dealing with the nation Israel again as a, as a people again, uh, because he's waiting for them to make their confession according to the book of Hosea, once they do, then he, they go right into the time of Jacob's trouble. And while we've been delivered from the wrath to come, the rest of the world that does not believe is going to go through that tribulation. And Israel's going to be, you know, tested and tried, but that's a whole other story. But in, at the end of that, the Lord comes back. So I'm trying to encourage people that the most important thing we can do as Christians right now is tell people the truth of the gospel and the coming uh, wrath, because um, that's what Paul did when he spoke to Felix and he reasoned of temperance and the judgment to come and Felix trembled <laughs> in, in the book of Acts chapter 24. So, you know, a guy like that, if he was trembling at judgment, that was pretty effective preaching. And I think we moved away from that. We're not letting people know I'm not here to judge you or your actions. I'm here to show you the love of Christ. God is going to judge you uh, at that day. And it's going to be judged on the basis of whether or not you accepted his son and you have a relationship with him or whether you rejected that to try to find your own way. And if you try to find your own way, then you're going to end up being judged according to your works at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ and heaven help you. If you think you can stand the test. Exactly. It kind of goes back to that, you know, by your fruit, by your fruits, their fruits, you shall know them. And I think, you know, there's yeah. good fruit that people produce in their lives, and then there's bad fruit that people uh, produce in their lives. And that's definitely what we'll be known by. And I think it's important that we uh, take account 
for our own actions, our own beliefs, um, our own thoughts, uh, because I, th- yeah. I do think that our thoughts are going to mold our actions uh, at one point or another in our lives. And we, we just need to be, and I, I, one of the things that we need to do is, is consider, um, it, you know, if, if you're, if you're not a Christian or if you have fallen away uh, from Christianity for whatever reason, is just consider the state of the world and, and, and reconsider your faith and, and try to humble yourself to uh, think about the state of yourself spiritually and, and consider again what's going on in the world because it's a, there's a battle going on around us right now and and we're yeah. seeing we're seeing the fruits of that battle in our lives every day um, and and it's taxing on people I think people are sick and tired you know the good people of the earth whether you're Christian or not I mean you can be a really good person without being a Christian but I think the good people of the earth you know they're sick of all this going on they just want to live their lives they want to um, be with their families. They want to work. They want to contribute to society and, and just be good human beings to one another. And, and I think that we're kind of, at least I am, we're kind of sick of all the stuff that's going on and, and all the infighting and the, the sinning and the, just the outward um, aggression towards one another. And it's, it's one of those things that's has been weighing on me lately. And um, it, it's just oh, a yeah. sad state to see this uh, going on because, you know, everyone out there, I mean, I, I consider everyone out there, whether they're, um, a- again, whatever color of skin, whatever belief, whatever age, whatever gender, you know, you're my brother or you're my sister. And and I think it's yeah. important to consider that, you know, we're in this together and, and we, we just need to get through our lives um, and do the best we can with what we have. Amen to all of that. And, and you can see how Satan's operating in the opposite realm with it's almost like the, the fulfillment of George Orwell's 1984 with the newspeak. Mm-hmm. You mean statements like, you know, when the COVID pandemic hit and they said, you know, alone together, that's nonsense. You know, together is together, not alone. So we, you know, the, the idea of it's your patriotic duty to separate yourself or to wear a mask or to do this or do that. All of that is to prevent people from having human contact and showing human kindness and human love. And that's where, that's where the love of Christ is demonstrated. That's where kindness is shown. And, you know, these, the, I, I read these heartbreaking stories of people whose parents died from COVID and they couldn't see them and they couldn't attend their funeral. All of this is, is the, the means of separation. And these, this, this new speak I'm talking of, you know, war is peace, love is hate. That's what's happening today. It's amazing how prescient, uh, Orwell was because it's it, it, we may be a few decades late, <laughs> but mm-hmm. 1984 is taking place right now. Yeah, and it's it's on steroids because of the technology involved too. You know, it's in everyone's pocket. Yeah, it's in front of everyone's faces. Um, Absolutely, it, it's interesting. You brought up Paul, and I th- I think about uh, Paul be, uh, before the um, you know the the throne of the unknown god and the the pantheon. And, you know, all those gods that, that, um, you know, served Rome and served, um, all, you know, the, the Greek gods as well before, um, and, and in those days, you know, there was witchcraft and sorceries and familiar spirits and, uh, ball, you know, ball worship and the groves that were, were inexistent. And a lot of that tie, ties into paganism and paganism oh, yeah. has had such a surge and such a, just oh, like yeah. a almost a, a, a rebirth of, of 
popularity. Um, can you speak to, can you speak to um, kind of some thoughts behind, behind that resurgence and kind of what, what is that pointing towards? Yeah, that, I mean, that all boils back down to the same thing about the deception of the satanic global elite. These are pagans. Uh, these are satanic worshipers with, in whatever form that they uh, choose to do so, whether it's, you know, overt occult type worship like an Aleister Crowley, you mentioned him earlier, or whether it's through some sort of a Wiccan or, or um, Earth Mother Gaia type thing. Uh, ultimately, what they're doing, though, is these are all these groups are being manipulated because the satanic global elite is probably the ones involved in the uh, the child sex trafficking pedophile ring that everybody denies is happening. But that's the very reason why these borders are being opened and why children are being flown, you know, in the middle of the night from uh, the borders to some place in Chattanooga or whatever. They're being distributed to these satanic global elites who abuse and kill them. And it, nobody wants to wake up to the horrifying truth of that. The, these these occult type, which simply means secret uh, groups, they've been, you know, worshiping Satan and practicing these pagan things for centuries under the power of darkness. They're stepping out of the shadows now. So that's why it's becoming more, for lack of a better term, mainstream or, or resurgence of it. It's always been there, but the church and the preaching of Christ sort of drove it underground, as it were, as the gospel was being manifested and people feared God and they wanted to do right by the Lord and give an accountability to the Lord. But you remove the Lord from the um, mentality of mankind and the church has essentially become neutered or, or relatively ineffective today. And it could be that it's the fulfillment of the, uh, <clears throat> of the, um, last church in the book of revelation was it uh, the laodicean age i forget those ages that people tend to try to interpret the seven churches from um I, i'm sure i'm wrong about it but let's see what was the last church it was um laodicea yeah so the laodiceans were lukewarm and he said you're i wish you were hot or cold but i spew you out of my mouth and i think that's a picture that we're probably living in the, the Laodicean age and the church has left its original thing. They think they're rich, but we're actually very poor and ne naked and destitute. And we're going to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the church that lives in the, uh, the age of the rapture. As far as I'm concerned, the rapture doesn't, it's not like it happens because we're so effective. We're going out of this world because we've just gotten so many people it's like God saying, yep, they've become so lukewarm. I can't do anything with them. We might as well get them out of there and turn to the next phase of prophecy, which is the seven years of tribulation. So we've reached a point where the church is the barrier and the spirit in us holding back the revealing of the Antichrist. When the Lord takes us out of the way, he's going to come on full force. Then he shall be revealed. And that's what's happening there. The, uh, the pagan teachings, the satanic global elite, the, all that stuff that's stepping out of the shadows. They have no fear of God. They're bold and they're emboldened. And as soon as we're gone, that's when they're going to unleash the dogs of war. Well, that's, that's actually something to be excited about. I know, I know for a lot of people, um, 
you know, we were talking about before um, we started recording how, you know, really the po- politics and politicians and people and putting faith in, in things to get better, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen and it's not going to actually get better till, till there is this return of, of the King, you know, and that's, it's yeah. got, we've got a long ways to go before that as far as uh, events and things that, that need to happen. But it's and it's not going to be an easy road either. Um, but I think the light at the end of the tunnel is that um, we individually need to be the good in the world and reflect the, the light um, of goodness and of God to other people and reach out and be bold and use our voices while we can and to live in a way that um, at the end of those things, at the end of those events, that we, we are happy with with the outcome um thank you so, yeah thank you so much for bringing a lot of that that perspective um your your reach and depth into the scriptures there and your recall on that is, is awesome it's been very helpful i wanted to give you an opportunity to to plug your work and let people know where they can find you and we'll um wrap up here thank you so much well, you're so welcome, and 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 Brett and James, you it's just a delight to be here. I'm so grateful to have a voice to be able to uh, to share these things. Uh, ultimately, we're we're just trying to use our gifts and abilities to reach more people with the truth of, of the love of Christ. And so, my podcast is called Bible Mysteries, and we talk about the things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. So, our little moniker is "Are you ready to take the red pill?" <laughs> but um, Ultimately, uh, we're, we're uh, a ministry based uh, from my website, which is utbnow.com. And UTB is short for Unlock the Bible Now. So that resource can get you to everything we do. I've got uh, online uh, recordings of Bible messages. We've got our podcast that you can find our links there and subscribe. You can also just open your favorite podcast app and search for Bible Mysteries. Uh, we have a live streaming uh, service that we do every Sunday and, and Wednesday night now, Central Time. And uh, that's on Facebook for now. We're hoping to get it on YouTube as well. And, uh, yeah, if you've got anything that you need to know, you can you can email me from the website there. There's an unlock the Bible now at gmail.com. And then we have a Facebook Bible Mysteries. We have a um, Instagram Bible Mysteries. And I think LinkedIn, I, I forget all of them. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> but You're all over the place. We would just place. encourage anybody. Yeah. yeah, we're trying our best. Awesome. Well, well thank you so much. We, we appreciate the conversation. And uh, for those that are interested, please follow those links and, and reach out to uh, find the information that you can about uh, the information Scott's putting out. And again, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lost River Legends. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and consider subscribing. Here at Lost River Legends, our primary focus is delivering unique topics, amazing guests, all paired with top-notch production value. The earth we live on has many hidden secrets, countless paranormal stories, and is filled with amazing, curious humans who are trying to find answers to life's questions. Here at Lost River Legends, we are no different. We believe an active curiosity to the unknown is ingrained in the human experience. We hope you'll join us on our journey to explore the lost legends of the earth by listening to past and future episodes. Until then, James and I wish you health, 
happiness and a curious mind. And remember, the clock of life is ticking away. Don't waste another moment and live your best life.